Oh my goodness. The last five minutes very well might have been the stupidest five minutes of my life. Like, I'm not sure I've ever been dumber. Just the whole uh, setup in here tonight. <laughs> to say it wasn't efficient might be um, might be a bit of an understatement. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was such a clusterfuck. I'm embarrassed for myself. Embarrassed for myself. Well, I contemplated once again not doing this tonight and waiting until tomorrow. But I said I would do it tonight. And uh, here I am. Excuse me. We're going to get through this together. This is my favorite show to do. This one by myself. Where I answer your questions and probably run off on ridiculous tangents. This is my favorite one to do. Uh In Pittsburgh right now. I have to tell you. What an interesting set I had tonight. This might be the first set in I don't know how many years where I was like, I felt just off. Like, I wish the people who came tonight would come and see me on another night. I felt like I, I didn't, didn't feel like I cheated them because it wasn't like I was, wasn't trying. But... I just wasn't at my, I wasn't ever really in the pocket at all. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes like uh, my timing's off or better some nights than other nights, but it's not, I don't ever really consider it to be off. I felt like it was off tonight and I was rushing, which I don't do. It was weird. I don't know why, but, uh, and then my <laughs> and then my guitar string broke on the last song in the middle of it so you know the song you sing to save this <laughs> the shitty b minus set <laughs> the fucking string broke so then i finished the song Acapella, like a full minute and a half, two minutes. Acapella comedy, not funny. Especially when you really don't sing that well. To be doing anything acapella. Oh my God. It made me laugh. Made me laugh. (laughs) Oh boy, the acapella. Acapella comedy. Yeah, you alt comedy. How come nobody's ever done acapella comedy? Huh? That should be the name of it of an alt comedy night. Acapella comedy. I like it. Holy shit. That's gonna be the name of a production company too. Acapella comedy. Guys, I'm onto something. Not that I have the motivation or money to start either one of those. Um 
I just like the name, acapella comedy. All right, I've already gone off on a little bit of a tangent. I'm really sorry. Uh, let's get to your questions. Holy shit. Sorry, I am also a little high ski. All right, here we go. Um, is it blown out of proportion that Steve... Yes. Is it blown out of proportion that Steve Martin got shit for this tweet? Here's what we have to remember, everybody. Everybody, first of all, everybody who's giving him shit who knew her Knew her, knew her, and for sure would have never sent something out that would have offended her. I would assume that 99% of the people who were mad at Steve Martin did not know Carrie Fisher or may not have known her as well as he did. I'm just saying, like, he wouldn't say something that he thought she would find disrespectful as a friend. Like, yes, I guess if a stranger sent that out, you know what I mean? But you say different things to your friends that you say to other people. And on top of that, can't be so, uh, I don't know, sensitive. You got to look at intent, everybody. And his intent, you got to look at intent of what he clearly did not, in, you got to look at intent. And I guess if you want to make a suggestion, you don't come, come at love with hate. Dude, send it out in love. Even if you thought it was offensive. There are better ways. I'm not, whatever. I'm just saying, we got to look at intent, everybody. Intent. So, and the fact that he knew her, I think, makes a difference for me. Sorry if that offends you. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, okay. God forbid your first thought. Uh, okay. How about face tattoos? Oh, and that question was from DJ Polyby. Um, okay. Joey Starr. How about face tattoos? How about them? I mean, they're not for me, but shit. You, your face, your choice. You know? Don't you think? I mean, I, I can't imagine that Everybody who you applied for a job, where you applied for a job, would be like, yeah, let's hire the dude with a face tattoo. Uh, if we're being honest, I don't think everybody's going to be open to that. But I have no problem if somebody wants to get a face tattoo. It's their face. Fuck it. Do what you want with your face. Uh, what's Ken Ball? What's the big deal about Permati Brothers? In Pittsburgh, it's a sandwich with coleslaw and french fries on it. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Well, I don't know what the big deal is because I've never had one. Whoop. He spelled out whoop-de-fucking-do. Love it. Um, <laughs> although it sounds delicious. Sandwich with coleslaw and french fries. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like pretty fucking good. 
Oh, and you say that in your next tweet. There you go. Um, oh, L. Daniels doesn't have a question, but it's been having podcast withdrawal. We back. I'm back. Lori, any possibility of you writing a second book? Yeah, but you know, um, I have to be a little more. You know, most of my stories would be about Beth and I, or me and Beth. No, Beth and I. Yeah, yeah, about I, about me. Yep. Most of the stories would be be about me and Beth, or Beth and me. Shit, I know that's me and a not I. Let's move on. Um, but I, you know, she has a serious career as a director and a writer, and you know what I mean. And in the stories I write. You know, some of them, when they need jokes, I have to add jokes. So if I inflate part of a story and that makes her look bad in any way, I don't want that to damage, you know, any possibility of someone looking at her as a serious, you know, director and writer. So it's going to be, I just can take me a little longer to get story, as many stories, but I'm getting, I'm a getting them. Um, Beth Wolfgang, you always seem upbeat and positive. Any advice for staying happy when life is shitty? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just more fun to be happy. You know, that's it. It's more fun to be happy. So I don't, you know, and I had shitty times. Believe you me, you know. We were $1,000 in one room with the kids, with three kids, you know? And uh, and so I get it. But if you just consistently stay shitty, you'll never rise above shitty. That's it. So the only way to get out of shitty is to take yourself out. If you stay shitty, that's where you are. So... To me, it's just not even an option. And you can do it, Beth. You know what I'm saying? I know you can. It's it's really just a choice. That's all. It's just a choice. I know it's not as simple as that. <laughs> I get it for some people in some situations. But your mood, a lot of times, is a choice. Just like how you react to something is your choice. You know? So just, I would say, just try to, you know, stay upbeat because that way you're always looking forward to possibilities. You're looking forward to possibilities, they'll find you. All righty. Mrs. Wade. Oh, you're hooked on Chibachus. Oh, yeah. Um, What was my favorite song by George Michael? Hmm. I don't know. I know my favorite karaoke song with George Michael is One More Try. Um, you want me to sing a couple? I'm just kidding. I'm not singing any. Uh, but, yeah, I'll kill it. Not I'll, I'll kill it. And when I mean kill it, I mean not do it well. It's a really difficult song to sing. But I get into it. Dude was, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. There was a period of five years there where he had the best ass on the planet. I'm just saying, period of five years. I'll go ahead and say it. Maybe not five, maybe three. Period of three years, George Michael, best ass on the planet. 
I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Did I say that? Is that taped? Oh, shit. Okay, that's going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> you know that's going to come back. Why did I even start talking about that? Okay. Over on Instagram, KP. What do I miss most about being on Chelsea lately? I would say two things. <laughs> yeah, if we're being completely honest, two things. One, my friends. You know, there's some people I just don't see anymore. So my friends, and I like that camaraderie. I like that whole thing. Um, and two, um, <laughs> being on TV. <laughs> That's pretty f- I miss that. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, yeah, those would be the two things. Next question. Screech Diddy, fuck, Mary kill. A Philly cheesesteak, chicken parmesan, Cuban sandwich. Well, so much of that depends on whose chicken parmesan we're talking about, where you're getting your Cuban sandwich, and where you're at in Philly to get that cheesesteak. You know what I mean? But if I'm going to kill one of them, uh, I'm killing the chicken parm, I'm fucking the cheesesteak, and I'm marrying the Cuban sandwich. I love pickles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking love pickles. So there you go, man. There you go. There you go. Um, thank you very much. Are you coming out with a second book? Margie asked me. I already answered that. I hope so. Two questions. Carlos, when am I back in Cleveland? Man, I'm there next weekend in January at Hilarities. What is it? The 4th, 5th, 6th? So there you go. Uh, and I love the Cleveland Browns one. Um, two, you need love advice, and I feel like this will be pretty funny while you're high. Uh-oh. Dude, I was sleeping with decided that we should take a step back and be friends and see where things go. All right. Granted, I treated him like nothing that more than a toy because the sex was amazing. Okay. How the hell do I do this? Uh, how do you be friends with someone you have feelings for? I just don't understand. Okay. Let me see if I got this. You're right. I'm high. Dude, I was sleeping with decided we should be take a step back and be friends and see where things go. Meaning, I would have to ask you a question. Meaning, he likes you more than just hooking up. So he wants to see if you guys can have a relationship. Is that it? And you've been treating him like a toy. How do you do this? How do you be friends with someone you have feelings for? You didn't say you had feelings for him. You said you treated him like a toy because the sex was amazing. So which one is it? If you have feelings for him, then just hang out with him and see if you guys are friends. That was confusing. Take a step back and be friends. That's right. Because you were treating him like a sex toy. So he was like, okay, no sex toy. Let's be friends and see if we can be friends because maybe he thinks he's starting to have feelings for you, but he doesn't know who you are because you guys just fuck. I hope I answered that. I don't even know what's happening. Okay. RP. Which Ninja Turtle is my favorite and why? It's um, Picasso. You know, because I like the way he, he um, rides his magic broom. 
<laughs> I don't know any of those fucking teenage Mujaninda turtles. I don't know them. Also, who is your favorite villain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise and why? I would have to say that it is the it's the the giant prolapsed anus um named uh Jason. And he's my favorite just because, you know, he likes to hang out. <laughs> I can't even get my joke out without laughing first. Shit. Well, there you go. Let's consider. Uh, there you go. You know, and by the way, KRP improv. I don't know how good that sounds to you when you're sober, but to me, that sounded super funny. Instavet. What's considered taboo in today's world? Good Lord, I think that completely depends on who you ask. So some people would say nothing, and there's some people who would say just about everything, you know? I mean, and by the way, I think we need both of them. Both types of people. I think it's important to have both types. You know, as long as people are tolerant of each other, I think it's important to have both types. Uh, Oh. You're welcome. I held the door for you at the uh, at the uh, Pittsburgh Improv. Oh, guys, did I mention I'm kind of disappointed in that show? Uh, I'm so bummed out because there were people in there. Ah, I feel like I let people put down. Well, shit. All right. Uh, hey, man, I'm a bit behind on podcasts. Uh, oh, have I have Freddie and I started the podcast yet? No, Freddie and I are doing the podcast. We're releasing him next week, and it's called Prince and the Wolf, and it's gonna be the ones we've recorded already are fucking great, great. Thank you for asking. Do I like comedian Stephen Lynch? Yes. You want to talk about Scientology? What do you want to talk about? I mean, it's has anyone ever left the church and been like you know what i loved it i just loved it that's the thing like they're either silent or disgruntled but and maybe i'm not reading and maybe i'm research. i've never researched it i mean like but there are no like i've never read any articles or seen any articles pop up on my feed where it's like former scientology family loved the lifestyle <laughs> you know what i mean but just had to. I guess if you love the lifestyle, you'd stay in. That's why. And then it would make sense that people who leave left didn't like it. But I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Damn it! I have to answer a couple more questions. I hope they don't have anything to do with Scientology. <laughs> who Nelly? <laughs> I might listen to this one tomorrow. Uh, this that would make the second one of ever I've ever listened to. Oh no, <laughs> guys! I just want to warn you. There are like nineteen questions here. We'll see if we get through them. Advice for non-biological parents taking on the main caregiver role of the spouse's kids. 
Um, just make sure they know, just be consistent and make sure that they know that you love them, but, and you know that, you know, you're not rushing them and you got to take the relationship at their pace and, and, and take their lead. And they may never get to where you want them to get to, you know, you're just going to have to come to terms with the best they can do. That doesn't mean you should love them any less. Because in my mind, in the parent-child relationship, it's the parent's job to love the child unconditionally. It's it's up to the kid whether they want to love the parent. That's my, there you go. That's my two cents. Where is your favorite city to perform? I, maybe Boston, but I love Chicago and Austin. Oh, and Nashville. I mean, there's, it's just like, there's so many great places to perform comedy. And tell a story about something really crazy. This is all from Laura. That happened to me on the road. Oh, shit. I had someone throw up on my shoes. That wasn't great for a New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve show. The early show. So I did the second show, Huck Finn style, with the socks off and the jeans rolled up. How can you engage with people who I disagree with about Trump in a respectful and thoughtful way? His thin skin is terrifying and he's going to ruin all the White House furniture with orange clown makeup. Well, I would leave that last part out um, of your conversation with the Trump people. Um, I, you know, it's really a touchy situation, but... All I, all I can say is that I think both parties have what they want, which is us fighting with each other. That's it. That's it. And you have to run hard line. You have to. No wiggle room. Like the very loud extremists are pulling everybody to a side. So... I think we just have to be people to each other, to be honest. I just do. I'm not saying you have to love Trump. I'm not saying you don't speak out against him. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying when it comes to us as Americans, as people, we have to find a way to get along. No, I'm not saying you get along with, you know, anybody super far right or super far left, by the way. Equally fucking bananas people. But I'm just saying we we have to learn to speak to each other. Matt Robinson, I've seen pics of good sized rooms when you come to KC. Do you have a preference of more about do you have a preference or more about crowd? A preference or more. Oh, like size wise? Um, you know what? Some nights a smaller crowd, I know it's going to sound stupid. There's something just really magical that just happens. I don't know because everyone's more relaxed or I don't know why, but sometimes it's pretty amazing. But, you know, a sold out jam packed hot room with that energy coming back at you. There's nothing that beats that. 
change my phone. Why? Um. Well, thanks, Maggie. Nice, nice of you to say. Thank you so much. Uh, Carl, I just turned forty. What am I in for? And do you have any advice on how to stay young? Um, you're in for a whole lot of fun, dude. What do you mean? Go fuck it up. What are you waiting for? You what are you asking me for? Go go do something crazy. Yeah, you're in for a shit ton of fun if you'll have it. And do you have any advice to stay young? Man, stay happy. I think angry people age. Oh, yeah, and meth. Anger and meth, those two things, they age you. And heroin. I have a question. Anger, meth, and heroin. I have a question. Why didn't you ask Santa for a new phone charger? 8%. Oh, that's somebody making a joke about my 8%. God. Um, what the hell happens, Jamie says, what the hell happens to all the random furniture that gets left off on the curb? Um, I assume somebody comes and picks it up because eventually it goes. But recently, these three couches, four couches have been out for like two or three weeks at least. It's <laughs> so fantastic. Um, what's my connection to my name is Earl and Raising Hope? Um, I was on both shows. I acted on both shows. And I wrote a story for Raising Hope. And my buddy Greg Garcia is the creator and showrunner of the shows. And, you know, he put me in there because he's a good dude. Do you make New Year's resolutions? Yes. Um, but I only do one a year, so I make sure I keep it. You know what I mean? Because I know if I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then I'm not going to do it, and I fucking hate the feeling that I lie to myself. So um, I just set one. And so that's what I do. I set one, and, and then I fucking nail it. That's what I try to do. You know what I try to do this year, and I don't know if I'll be able to do, honestly? I'm going to try not to lose my temper in the car anymore. I don't know if I can do it. Oh, my God. I am so irrational in the car. I I don't know what it is. It makes me, it, it's embarrassing to me. I embarrass myself. I just have got to, like, relax, and I can't figure it out, so... That would be mine this year. Sorry, I got so serious on me, Jennifer Callahan. Uh, Melissa English, am I coming to Seattle in 2017? If they book me, and can you talk about my time living in Seattle? Man, I love Seattle. Holy shit. You know, it was a really fucking great time to be up there. Great music. And I owned a part of a little... Um, bar downtown in Pioneer Square before it was empty and abandoned and dangerous. Dude, Pioneer Square used to be fucking thumping. This place called the Fifth, you know, it's where I first met Joey Diaz down there. I remember the first time I saw that dude walking into the fucking Comedy Underground down there. And that Comedy Underground was my favorite club ever, the original one, before the earthquake. We saw a lot of shit go down, man. In that basement. And great comics. You know, fucking... Mitch Hedberg was up there for a little while. It was 
outstanding. It was really outstanding. I think that's where Stanhope taped his first CD. It was a great comedy scene. Brody Stevens was up there, and this dude Tana Manu, who I think was the funniest, uh, funniest out of all of us. He just, I don't know, I don't know why he could never get out of his own way. Dude was a fucking monster. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. I think we used to go over to the Hurricane Cafe afterwards. It's like a twenty-four hour cafe, and you know, drink whatever water. And split something because nobody had any fucking money. Maybe Tana had some money because he worked at a porn store. And then I lucked into that fucking restaurant. Holy shit. I'm not sure if I ever told you guys how that happened. We'll save it for another podcast. But I lucked into owning fucking 15% of that thing. Cash. They would pay me in cash. Oh, it was great. I'll tell you another time. When you ask me again, Melissa... And that way, I'll have something else to say next time. Love you on Straight Talk. Is this a new weekly thing? Yes, it is, Angel. Thank you for asking. Polly, um, things fans can look forward to from you. Also, should I do another? Yes, I'm going to do another podcast with Bethany. 2017, I am really excited about the podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. And I got a couple shows. We'll see if they go. You know, I don't like to jinx anything. And, uh... And if they don't go, and then I will be starting uh, my own talk show at my house. I'll invite people over and we'll fuck around for 30 minutes. See what the fuck happens, you know? But yeah, I'm excited for 2017. Let's go. Let's let's kick it in the taint. You know what I mean? Let's kick it in the taint. Seen any good movies lately? Yes. Go see. I love La La Land. I love 20th Century Women. I did not, yeah, I loved both of those. Uh, 8%, oh, yeah, everyone's making fun of my battery. When will I perform in Ontario, Canada, Lisa, when they book me there? Uh, okay, Laura wants to know what things are okay to stick in your bum. Um, you know, Laura, I think that depends on whose bum it is. Your bum, your choice. You know what I mean? Your bum, your choice. That's what I would tell you. Nobody gets to tell Laura what she does with her bum. (laughs) I just like saying bum. Um, all right, guys. I think I'm done. Right. I'm on a, a thirty minutes of nonsense. I hit my shuffle this morning and it was so embarrassing. We'll see what I'm gonna play my my shuffle will play me on out of this mother scratcher. Let's see what we got. Everybody ready for the shuffle? Oh stop it. That makes me pretty fucking happy. I'm so glad Taylor Swift didn't pop up or something. It's possible. Very possible. What? Are you kidding? 
This doesn't make me want to put the mic down. This makes me want to rock the mic. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, I'm gonna Ben Glebe. I challenge you to a freestyle rap battle. You hear me, Benjamin Glebe? Let's go. We'll see everybody. Love you. Love doing this. Later.